You're listening to The Over 50 Entrepreneur, the podcast that's dedicated to the business builders who are only getting started when most are winding down. This is the place to discover how to create more freedom from your business while growing the value of your business. Now here's your host, Rick Hadrava. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Um, I really appreciate everybody taking the time to tune in. And as always, um, welcome your feedback. So make sure to like us, give us a good rating, uh, subscribe, whatever. Uh, We'd like to know how we're doing and what we could do more for our audience. I think you know we've been doing some special episodes of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. And in some of these episodes, because they're shorter, quicker, um, we're actually combining some of them really so we can get more of the folks that we've had these special interviews with out to you. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to take Sarita Wilson, who is the owner of Annie's Rough House and Yellow Dog Coffee, and we're going to combine her with Bob Thompson, who is the owner of Midway Deli. And the thing about both of these is they're retail specific and even more specific. They're both um, part of the community in Norman. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity to combine those and focus this episode, sharing their stories and insights. I think you'll enjoy it. And again, thank you for tuning in. Hey, everybody, this is Rick Hadrava once again, and we're doing another special episode of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. Listen, you have likely, if you're a listener to the show, um, heard our guest today, and um, we're going to visit with Sarita Wilson as we talk about some of the changes that have happened for her and her entrepreneurial journey uh, during this time. So let's just get right to it. And without further ado, um, Sarita, welcome to the Epic Studios. Well, thanks for having me today, Rick. This is such a um... an important conversation to be having while we're going through this as a world. Absolutely. Well, why don't we give a a recap real quick for listeners that are maybe new to the show, um, a little bit about the businesses that you own. Okay. I have uh, several businesses in in all different stages of their launching. I have a 11-year-old doggy daycare business. I have a two, almost two-year-old, uh, additional location for that business. So that one's still kind of climbing out of the build out hole, uh, Annie's rough house and Annie's indoor dog park. I also own, uh, with my husband and business partner, um, yellow dog coffee company. My husband's the roaster. Uh, and that has been rolling for about two years, but we opened a brick and mortar, you know, like every good person should, uh, just, uh, in September. So just a few short months before a pandemic hit. And then in July of last year, we also bought cool beans, which is a drive-through coffee kiosk. And we're all, all these are located in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, we haven't rebranded the, the cool beans, but we attend, intend to rebrand that to yellow dog at, you know, in the very near future, you know, if we all survive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, what changes have taken place here recently, obviously with what we're dealing with in this economy and with the uh, pandemic that is COVID-19? Well, we started seeing, I micromanage my numbers, especially for doggy daycare, not as much for the coffee numbers, uh, because 
it's a little different animal, but um, the the doggy daycare numbers, I count every day. We count how many dogs are in the building and what have you. And I started seeing problems in early February, uh, I, and I wasn't certain that it was COVID related at this point because we're, you know, we're in Oklahoma, so it wasn't really here yet. Um, so, but my business, we're in a college town, obviously. So my business is dependent on a lot of times travel and, uh, the professors and what have you going back and forth and doing different things. And that kind of slowed down in early February. We really saw it crunching down on us. And I pretty immediately talked to my bank. Um, and we, then ended up closing our, we, we made some changes just to keep everybody safe. Uh, we started doing a curbside drop off of dogs and, and the pickup. We, uh, so we just minimized our person to person contact. And then we did that for about two weeks, I think. And then a week of, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. So we went ahead and laid off half of our employees. We kept kind of a skeleton crew to keep our, we also have a rescue foundation. So we have some rescue dogs that reside in our, our, um, facilities, uh, our, on the coffee side, it's been a whole different thing. Uh, we did close down our seating, uh, restaurant, uh, brick and mortar at the roastery, which had, you know, about 25 capacity. And we just thought that was best to, to not have the people coming in and in that. And, and in that business, we actually had for, since our inception had a curbside delivery where we deliver beans in a jar. Um, just kind of an, it was just kind of a novel thing that we, you know, we weren't all that insightful that there would be a pandemic that this would be a good option for, but we fortunately have that. And that has, we've had a, huge support from our community to people wanting to buy, you know, uh, gift cards and buying, uh, we have subscriptions in that business. So buying a subscription and uh, things that they wouldn't have done otherwise. So that business is doing okay for the moment and it's providing beans to our cool beans business, which is the drive-through. And so drive-through coffee is doing great. And then last week, the other, the big, you know, green coffee retailer, in the room guy, a lot of their, <laughs> not to say the words, but their, their locations closed in Norman, uh, except for one. And we saw a swell. So that business is doing good as well. And we're able to keep our employees safe and we're doing some extra sanitation stuff. That's good. That's good. You know, you hit on so many important things. I just want to go back um, because I think one of the one of the things when we're talking with business owners right now is um, we're trying to get them to move forward and know your numbers, right? And mm. some people call those KPIs, they call them scorecards, they call them reporting, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, what are your numbers and what what are the trends? And I think being able to look at that on a regular basis um, is really important intelligence and highly recommended. I think the second thing that you said that I want to I want to talk about a little bit is reaching out to your banking relationships, your lenders. If you are a small business um, and you haven't done that yet, don't procrastinate. Get out in front. Show that you're leading. Show that you're you you see where things are going and how you're navigating through that. It helps. It helps in that relationship as well. Can I can I interject there? Ab- absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of us, 
people that maybe we could call ourselves workaholics uh, that really swim hard and depend on our, you know, bootstrap and way. Uh, a lot of times we don't want to contact our bank and tell them we feel like it's failing. Um, and, and I think even whenever it's not times like this, even when there's not a global pandemic, it's good to contact your bank and let them know what's going on. Even if it's, it's maybe, Hey, we might have a timing issue with our payroll or something like that. It's always better to contact them and it feels embarrassing, but, but they want to, they want you to succeed generally most banks, if you have a good banking relationship. Well, and I would say it's a good it's a good opportunity to test that too because if you don't, um, then that ought to be something on your list when we get back to normal is branching out and building some better relationships out there. Um, what's been the biggest pivot for you then as you look through where we are at this at this time? Um, my brain is constantly turning on how we can be. Uh, a doggy daycare still in these times um it, what can we do to help our community what can we do to fill needs uh, that are there i think most entrepreneurs have that kind of think outside the box brain anyways so um that's been my biggest thing the coffee businesses just kind of naturally filled some voids um but the doggy daycare, I don't know how that's going to, where that's going to land, how it's going to land. I think eventually, you know, we're going to get back to normal. We still need that service. I had, I did reach out to my other, my competitors in, in Norman, uh, and offered them support. Uh, I, I'm a little better connected than they are as far as I'm on city council as well in Norman. Uh, so I, and I have a, some opportunities to hear about resources kind of, not ahead of everybody, but I'm a, I'm a little more in plugged in in that way. So I reached out to them to see if they needed help, needed, uh, you know, links to things. Uh, I know that it's, I felt like it was important as a industry that we kind of stick together and try to advocate for what we might need. Um, the other thing that I did personally, because I wear these weird hats is when I started seeing this kind of go down, um, I started at Norman, my business partner and I, Kate Bierman, she's a city council person here in Norman as well. We, we started Norman Community Relief uh, Facebook group. I thought we were just going to share some sugar and maybe some childcare or something. We were so cute three weeks ago whenever we thought we knew things <laughs> or a month ago. It's, a, it's like it changes daily. But we started that group uh, and it grew quickly to 3,500 people. Uh, we have teams now of people that are uh, resource managers and case managers and just trying to point people in the right directions. And we were able to hand, hand that list off to the Norman emergency management folks and let them, you know, have a whole other resource. So we used our entrepreneur talents in a different way, I guess. That's the well, long answer to your very simple question. <laughs> no, no, well, you know, it's funny because that's what we see in successful entrepreneurs all the time is they're constantly looking for ways to be resources um, and use their platforms. And so it doesn't surprise me that that, that kind of evolved for you because I know the time I've spent with you, I, I I think I absolutely understand that's who you are. So here so let's let's circle back to the doggy daycare real quick. What I what I'm curious in and 
is sharing anything that you might be doing or any thoughts you have with how to continue to be in contact with your doggy daycare customers during this time? Well, we just basically told our story on Facebook. We haven't done any extraordinary marketing marketing efforts yet. Um, I kind of felt like once I had a good feel for when we might open back up, we could start doing some teasers. We had a project kind of started before this all went down where I ordered this craziest thing in early December before anything broke out. I ordered five giant fake trees from China. So I'm also learning how to import in the time of a pandemic. So I don't know what, but that's a whole other side note, but uh, we're, we're going, uh, we've already, we'd already started teasers to get back to your question uh, about that project because we're going to remodel the indoor dog park and it's just going to look cool if we ever get these trees. Um, And so I think what we're kind of doing is just talking about that just a little bit. And uh, we had a, I had an idea this morning. Uh, One of our clients posted a photo on our Facebook page, like, oh, this is so-and-so dog, and they miss you so much. So I thought I'd reach out and be like, hey, who else has those? You know, let's let's talk about that, you know, and kind of get get people to do sort of a virtual doggy daycare, so to speak. Like, hey, I want to see you throw the ball 15 times for your dog. I also kind of thought about doing, but I think this might promote the wrong thing, uh, a virtual dog walk. Maybe, you know, log your just something so people are communicating and and stuff. When we posted that we were closing the doors, we got a huge that was two weeks ago. um, Huge community support. People were reaching out to me personally and asking if they could help, if they could, you know, buy packages for their dog because we sell packages. And so we had a lot of people do that, buy their packages in advance um, so we, I think we're, we're going to be fine. We, we have been, you know, established long enough and people know us. And I think a lot of what I do on city council and what I've taken the lead on in this Norman community relief actually is kind of a, a good thing. I don't know how to say this without sounding too, you know, breaking my arm here, but I think it's good in a PR sense that people can see that, okay, this business is just going to be on hold for a minute, but we're going to, you know, still use our efforts and our, our brain power to, to guide our community. And that just kind of keeps us at the forefront of people's minds anyways. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think that is, if there's a message that I could share through my relationships, entrepreneurs like you is we have to continue to reach out. And, and I love Facebook doing it. I know some people are doing simple questions via email to their database, but humans are social creatures. And I think it's fun, fascinating to me that we're seeing, we're seeing more people reach out in that social context. And it's only been a short time really in a relative term. So um, I think all those things matter right now. Well, you're, you're obviously the serial entrepreneur, um, you know, if you know anything about Colby, K-O-L-B-E, Colby Assessments, I would say that you are, like me, a quick start. So these ideas come at you all the time. Let's go back and circle back to the coffee because I love the coffee. Um, and let's just highlight that if somebody wants – well, let, let's do this. To wrap up the show here on this shorter segment that we're doing, if somebody wants to reach out uh, to Yellow Dog or Annie's 
any of those, what's the best way for them to check you out? Um, just find us um, on yellowdogcoffeecompany.com, uh, annie'sroughhouse.com, uh, coolbeansnorman.com. Uh, we also have a podcast, uh, my business partner and I do uh, the roarandpeaceproject.com. I guess I don't have to say the .com every time, right? <laughs> People know that these days. Showing my age. Um, and yeah, just reach out with there's, there's ways, there's a contact list on there, or a, a email address on there for, for me or my business partner. And we'd be happy to chat with you. You can order uh, coffee on the website. And it, if you're in Norman, we'll deliver it to your doorstep probably today. And uh, if you're not in Norman, we will ship it to you. And I know that personally, and it's really uh, good coffee and give you a shout out. I, I enjoy it. Thank you. Guys, Sarita, first of all, thank you for being on the show. Thanks um, for having me. Guys, you can check out our website, www.epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast for this show, show notes, and other resources. Um, be sure to check that out. And if you want to be a part, if you're a business owner and would like to be a part of our new Friday Freedom Sessions, um, these are Zoom calls that we've been doing, just supporting, connecting, sharing ideas, um, talking about struggles that we're having. You can email me at rick at epicsbiz.com. Give me your contact information and we'll make sure to include you in our invitation for that. Until next time, remember, we're only getting started. Hey, everybody, this is Rick Hadrava. You're listening to another special edition of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. So glad you joined. You know, this has been a fun series that we've been doing. Uh, unfortunately, we've done it through these times, uh, but this is a quicker version. And today I have in the Epic Studios, actually via uh, a phone call, Bob Thompson, the owner of Midway Deli in Norman, Oklahoma. And, you know, Bob has owned Midway Deli since 1985 and has known not only it's not only known for its great sandwiches, soups and famous chili, but it's an eclectic political and music scene as well. And with the advent of COVID-19, Bob and Midway Deli have faced overnight, like many of you, the challenges of running a retail business. So I thought, you know what, let's get Bob on the call and let's see what he has, what kind of message or, or just share his experience through this. And maybe it will resonate, but also um, let, wanted to tell a little bit about Midway Deli and, and what's going on in Norman. So let's welcome to the Epic Studios, Bob Thompson. Bob, thanks for being here. Thank you, Rick. It's uh, my honor to be invited to speak with you. Well, you know, let's let's dig in then in how are the recent events? You know, I, I talked a little bit, you know, you, you have not only a good venue for for a good lunch or good meal, but it's a social um, gathering type place that you've created over the years. So how have these recent events impacted you? Well, you're right, Rick. This is uh, this has been quite a challenge. We saw in the first couple of 
weeks leading up to uh, to this, we saw a little bit of a drop off as people became more and more aware of it being um, a, a problem in our country. But we hadn't anticipated the actual governmental shutdown that was uh, uh, the result of all of this. And so we went from seeing a slight fall off to seeing probably a 65 or 70 percent fall off, which is, you know, that's cataclysmic for any business. Absolutely. Uh, and and it kind of hits you right in the pocketbook. Well, it does. It hits you in the pocketbook and it also it also challenges you mentally to try to reorient yourself to uh, several questions. Probably the biggest question that we have to uh, really assess is how long is this going to last and do the changes that we anticipate making, uh, do they reflect a new reality or are they temporary um, are they are they a temporary fix for a temporary problem? And and that is a great question. And I think many business owners are asking themselves that same question. So, Bob, how are you how are you dealing with these um, concerns? You said mentally, and I think that that's a real big aspect um, for a lot of business owners today. But just you know, if you're looking out and you're thinking this is going to go long. How are you dealing with everything from not just the financial, but your employees and staff to yourself and how you keep yourself, you know, in a positive frame, for lack of a better word? Well, yes, it's really important to keep ourselves in a positive frame because we are still dedicated to being in business. So um, our our uh, mentality has always been that. If we're actually going to do something, we do it with the best attitude we have available. Um, and how I've approached that with my employees is that we've we've made a commitment to keeping our employees employed. Thinking that this is a temporary problem, we've pulled some cash reserves in and tried to stay operational regardless of the volume that we face. And so we've tried to encourage our employees to be a little more keenly aware of our, of our customers, especially those customers that are making purposeful attempts, not just to get good food, but to support our business, their jobs. I've tried my best to make it a, a personal connect for my employees so that they have some appreciation of the community support that they are benefiting from. Yes, very good. And, you know, I think that well, that comes through as leadership and um, we're seeing that in a lot of our business owners right now and it's, and it's needed, you know, Bob, I referenced at the beginning of the show that you've, you've owned Midway Deli since 1985, not to, not to date you at all, but that's a few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've seen a thing or two, and I know from personal experience that you've had to pivot over the years and change a little bit. How is this different to other changes you've been confronted with um, over your business career? Well, that's a great question. Uh, you're right. I, I um, reflected back last week on the number of times that we've seen um, these kinds of scenarios. And, of course, the most recent reference point we have is 2008. Um, Probably the biggest 
difference between 2008 and now is that um, 2008 was for us a financial question. It was, uh, of course, all of our lines of credit were collapsed and um, we were keenly aware that the economy was in distress. So we saw maybe some uh, some reduction in our sales, but certainly not of this, you know, magnitude. Um, but nothing that nothing that challenged our ability to keep our staff employed. This one has both, uh, well, it has a real reduction in demand, and and so to keep the employees on the payroll and functioning, uh, not just as a matter of our personal. Um, not just as a matter of our personal commitments to them, but also as a matter of our commitments to our business quality. We want to keep our quality employees within our reach so that when this thing is over, we still have an excellent staff. That, that is a really good point. And, you know, uh, on previous shows, we've talked a little bit with some HR folks and we got on that. I mean, it, it's harder to have to go rehire and train employees, um, once you have, you know, once you get over this, if you've let people go and they're no longer committed, and if we can keep them employed, we're going to be able to ramp up and recover quicker with, with a well-trained and, and acclimated um, team. And so I, I think that that is a really important thing. Um, Bob, I'm, so I was sitting here thinking, about the music. Cause I know you love music. Uh, I know you have a lot of musicians that come in and, and do music. Uh, have you thought about any kind of change there? You know, a lot of people are doing um, zoom calls, for example, today we're seeing more internet connection um, from a social perspective. Uh, has that crossed your mind? Have you gotten given any thought to ways that you can adapt um, with that outside of the the deli? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't. Uh, the, the music is certainly one of the facets that makes us a good social gathering place. Uh, the musicians themselves have been doing a lot of um, house concerts. Yes. Um, I can't say that I'm really adept with zoom <laughs> i'd probably have to i'd probably have to put myself in the hands of my youngest daughter in order to really navigate that but uh so far the musicians themselves haven't really um um uh, tried to reach out to me to do anything other than to you know unfortunately to rebook events yeah well the good news is one thing that i'm seeing out of this um is we are highly social as a race. Um, and I think already <laughs> it appears that we're lacking the social connection. So um, that bodes well, hopefully for you as, as things turn. As we come on the other side of this, Bob, have you given any consideration as to what, if anything, will change as it relates to how you operate Midway Delhi? Uh, yes, I have. As, as a matter of fact, I think the last uh, remark that you made is a great segue to that um, that train of thought for me, 
because I think that the the premier question for those of us in retail is whether or not our success is going to be um, organized around developing groups of people, whether you're a musician or a restaurateur or just a local retailer. We do everything we can to get large groups of people to come visit us, to gather at our place for whatever reason. And if that's um, fundamentally changed in our social weave, then I think we have a tremendous challenge uh, that's going to challenge a lot of people's business models going forward. So that's why I was uh, referring to earlier, trying to really trying to determine whether this is a, an anomaly or is this a systemic problem that now requires systemic solutions? Well, let's go, let's go further on that then. Um, how, how have you determined in your mind how you're going to know that? Well, I, you know, honestly, it's a, <clears throat> it's a little bit of a wait and see uh, in terms of the speed of the recovery. Uh, the the people on the financial shows talk about whether or not it's this is a V or a U, and if it's a V where it bounces back rather quickly, then you know we'll have our reassurances within a matter of months. If it's a U, it's going to be uh, probably a lot of time of introspection and and probably some time of innovation to uh, reorient ourselves from developing crowds of people at lunch to developing new ways to get our lunch out to people. Right, right. Well, and, you know, that, that changes a little bit. Obviously, and and how I think all of us are going to think about business moving forward, um, you know. And I hate to say, it, it's a little bit of the good that comes out of it you know, as as business owners we adapt. But well, listen, this has been good. Uh, my, I have one last question, and and it's a um, out of left field. But as I was listening to you, it struck me: what is Bob Thompson doing for fun during all this? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, one of the ironic things about this is that um, we're on the, we were on the seventh year, we were in the seventh year of a uh, double-digit growth spurt. And so I had gone from fairly minimal sales to um, being in, in the go mode at all times. So when this thing collapsed and there wasn't anything truly that we could do, one of the uh, things that I did for fun was I relaxed for the first time in probably years for uh, at really about a, a week. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was able to get out on uh, a motorcycle that I bought last year that, of course, I wouldn't have bought if I'd known what I was going <laughs> to experience this year. But, uh, but there it is. I have a, I have a big BMW uh, 1600 bagger that is just a beautiful bike and it's fast and it's fun to get it out on the highway and just uh, open it up try to forget about everything that's good you know and i hear that a lot in different ways maybe not everybody's on their motorcycle but a lot of people have been forced to slow down a little bit and um, spend time with family and get some one-on-one time um and and there's a little bit of me that thinks that that's a good thing. So 
um, I appreciate you sharing that. Bob, we've, we've come, like I said, this is a fast, faster paced uh, episode for us. We've come to the end. If somebody wants to reach out, they want to learn more about Midway Deli, maybe they want to grab a meal for the family. I know you guys are doing curbside or some gift cards or something to support you um, in the Norman community or Oklahoma community. How do they do that? Well, they can reach us by uh, by phone at 405-321-7004. They can reach our uh, menu on midwaydeli.com. And we'd be happy to take a, a lunch order from you. If you have a group of people, an office, maybe an office of um, of medical staff that you're needing to feed, we'd love to deliver your lunch to you. We have great box lunches and sandwich trays as well as uh, individual lunches available. Okay. And uh, like you said, we do we do uh, curb service as well. If you'd rather not have any contact at all, we can arrange that uh, to the best of our ability. We can take your order by phone and take your uh, lunch out to you as you wait for us. That sounds good. Well, be sure to give Bob a call. Check out the deli. Um, and also be sure to check out our website, www.epicsbiz.com. That's epic.biz.com forward slash podcast. You will get this show, show notes, and other resources for entrepreneurs. And remember, if you'd like to be a part of our free business owner freedom series workshops, that's that's a call we do on Zoom uh, uh, Every Friday, Bob, you'll appreciate that. Uh, if you would like to be included, we've got a great group that is growing, and we had a wonderful call here recently. Look forward to doing more. But but you can give me an email, if you will. Send it to rick at epicsbiz.com and tell us your information. We'll make sure to send you out an invitation for that special workshop series that we're doing. Guys, you've been listening to another episode of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. I appreciate you listening. And until next time, remember, we're only getting started. The Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast is sponsored by Epic Business Advisory, where we help entrepreneurs escape the owner's trap, build businesses that can succeed without you, allowing you the opportunity to realize more freedom, think bigger, and pursue next-level goals. Download our freedom formula at epicsbiz.com slash formula. And remember, we're only getting started.